Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. I am Joe Darnell, your host. This is episode 61. And joining me today is Mr. Eric Rauch. How are you? Good. Glad to be here, Joe. I, I'm so glad to be here. A few hours later than usual. In terms of... Oh, just when we're recording it? Yeah. Oh, okay. But we, we kept the, you know, the coffee on the burner, so... Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. still hot. Yeah, it's, it's a day old, but it's all right. Speaking of which, we got it right here. You hear that nice plasticky lid? That yeah. is the sound of popping the top okay. on our gas station coffee that we're going to review this week. This mm. is straight from, uh, you know, the racetrack down the road. This is what Americans drink, right, Eric? Well, yeah. When America doesn't run on Dunkin', it runs on racetrack, I, th- I guess. What does it smell like? Really it's, doesn't smell like much of anything. Oh. Maybe like gym socks? Yeah. I was thinking tar. Yeah, it's not. Um, no. We, we, we do have two different coffees here. I have regular. And, yeah. you, have, and you have Colombian. I have extra tar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah, my, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say tar is the smell, but. It, they say on the, the cup, it's freshly brewed coffee. Well, they're not going to say that it's not. And this is a small, seems kind of large for a small. Okay. We'll get to more details about this, this beverage, <laughs> quote unquote, <laughs> in a few minutes, but we have another topic to talk about today, Eric. And I'm really interested in talking about this because it's something that has concerned a lot of people over the years when we've had coffee discussion. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to debate the the health benefits, the risks that come with drinking coffee, whether it's because of acids in the coffee or the caffeine or something else. Right. Some people get the headaches. Some people get the jitters. Some people are afraid that they're just going to keel over from having too much coffee. Yeah. My Speaking of which, my father-in-law, he knew a guy, an officer in the Navy who always held a cup of coffee. And if he wasn't holding the cup of coffee, his hand was practically permanently frozen, uh, stationed by his side without the mug in his hand, as though he thought he was holding it because he usually held the mug. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was in the Navy and yes, there's, there's coffee drinking is, is a, almost a required habit. Well, he died one day. And the, the, as the, most people do. Yeah. But it was unexpected. It was like, oh, okay. One day Bob was there and one day he just died okay. on the ship and everybody was like, it's probably the coffee he was drinking. <laughs> it's probably from this gas station. <laughs> it's, it's probably the coffee on the ship. Well, the thing is, there are legitimate reasons, but there are also so, not so legitimate reasons to be concerned about the coffee for health benefits and reasons. Yeah. There's been a lot of debate about this over the years. Like by the time your taxi driver is telling you, you got to be careful about X, Y, and Z. And, oh, you need to buy this kind of stock. It's kind of too late. It's old information. It's worn out information. There's a, um, a, a what, what do you want to call it? Public service announcement or, or whatever. But now they're, they're warning people about drinking too much water because <laughs> they've been told people, they told people for so long, you're not drinking enough water. Now they have to tell people not to drink so much water because nothing, nothing sticks in your body. You're just continually washing all – if you're getting any good nutrients in there, you're continually washing them out if you drink too much water. So, I mean, it's just like, like once again, you know, middle of the road wins the, wins the race, you know, moderation, even, even when it comes to water. I didn't think you could have too much water. What's too much water? Am I having too much water? I drink about two liters a day. <sighs> No, no, I think that's, that's what, about 64 ounces, about 60 ounces? What's a liter? 
It's 20 some uh, ounces. Something like that. Again, this will change tomorrow. What do um, I look like? A unit converter? A what? A unit converter? I don't understand. <laughs> you said, what's uh, what's that liters in ounces? I, I don't know. Well, you're the one that told me you drink two liters every day. Yeah, liters. Because well, that's what it says on the side of my bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I... Th- I personally think that's fine, but um, but there's there's some people who who say that you know you shouldn't drink any more than X Y Z amount of amount of water because your body doesn't really need it. It goes in your mouth and and immediately into your bladder because your body can't do anything with it. So it's so it's just it's just pushing it out. You're not getting any benefits from it. When I was working at a fast food restaurant in high school, I was working one day in the drive-through on headset. That means I was the guy handing people their change and their bags through the window. And this other guy was taking the orders, and he's got he's got the headset, and he's on doing the calls. So he's talking to people at the menu. So he's on typewriter. Uh, yeah, and for whatever reason, we had like a moment in the day we were just talking, making drinks, and cleaning up our station when we were talking about how much do we usually drink during a day mm-hmm. and he's like but you know you gotta be careful about drinking too much because that'll flush out your light bulbs what i had <laughs> i have no idea to this day what he meant because the next car came along and <laughs> the conversation was interrupted and we never got back to it could never resolve that weirdness <sighs> it's obviously left a left a long impact i mean you still i, I, I want to know what are the light bulbs <laughs> I hope I still have mine. <laughs> I really want to know. So I don't think we have to worry about a lot of the so-called risks as we used to think came with coffee. You know, people saying that it could cause, well, problems that would lead to death. There was concern about pesticides being sprayed on the, on the coffee plants and, and, and uh, you know, mold when they were in storage and, and, and all, all these other things. Like this coffee we got from the gas station today? Quite possibly. But- what happens when it gets roasted? It gets subject to an insane amount of heat. And, and any, I don't think anybody was thinking about that back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, well, 90s. How could you not? I mean, it starts green and, and, and it ends up dark. Well, you know what I mean? Something never, happens along the way. Well, because people didn't see it green. They saw it brown coming yeah, out of a bag. Guess, and they, yeah, and, that's true. But yeah, I mean, and, and, and that's not, that's not any, any argument for, you know, blow all the pesticides you want because it's going to get roasted out. I mean, that's, that's not good. At the same time, you know, a lot of that stuff does get roasted out. So, so any hindrance. The chemicals you, and pesticides and the like. Yeah. yeah toxins, it, toxins. You got to be worried. You got to worry about the toxins. Yeah. And if they're in there, they're in very trace amounts and, and you're probably getting them when you, when you walk past the factory and breathe or didn't, or don't even walk past the factory, just go outside and breathe the air. Some of the uh, ingredients in water are actually toxic for you if you break down their components. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to look out for water. It's dangerous. Oh, yeah. You can drown in it. You can hurt people with water. You can get so deep in water that you stop breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The point we're making is just everything in moderation, really. When we were talking about caffeine, it's virtually impossible to die of an overdose of caffeine by drinking coffee during a 24-hour period because... It's something like an absurd amount of the milligrams have to be taken in, ingested in order to kill you. It's just an absurd amount. If you're doing amount. it, not, not like a handful of pills, you can obviously do it that way, but, but your stomach right. can't, and your bladder can't hold that much. Exactly. It's, You'll pee it out yeah, before right. it kills you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so- Your body's you smarter than you. You don't have to worry about the caffeine, y'all. But, but do you have to worry about the acid? And this came up in an interesting article I came across on the internet- one of my favorite writers, um, actually all the good writers, over at quickanddirtytips.com. This was by Monica, and she she's called the Nutrition Diva. She's so much more than that. That that makes her sound like a cartoon character. She's actually <laughs> a really Jessica impressive, Rabbit. 
in yeah exactly <laughs> she's actually really a top-notch expert and this particular article is called how to find coffee that won't bother your stomach and, and that instantly caught my attention because we hadn't talked about the effect on the stomach we talked about how it affects your bloodstream your alert and alertness your atten- attention span but it, your stomach it occurred to me you know i have heard a lot of people over the years that complained that coffee upset their stomach mm-hmm. but i've also thought and I've mentioned before on the show that fruits and vegetables sometimes upset my stomach. Well, yeah, they're a lot higher in acid. Yeah. Okay. Since you brought it up, acid, Eric, isn't like coffee made of 50% acid or something like that? No. It, but it's the acidity that you taste in the coffee. And that's how you know it's a bad coffee. No, that's, I mean, all coffee has acidity in it. All coffee has acidity in it because it's a, it comes from a fruit. It's the seed of a fruit. So all coffee has acidity in it. The longer you roast a coffee, the less acid is going to be in it because it's being roasted out. So that's why the, the a lighter roasted coffee tastes more acidic. It has more of a of a fruit type bite to it, like a lemon or a lime or you know that type of that type of acidity. Or, or like you said before, the like the, it kind of um, comes with the territory of where coffee is grown as well because it's in a it's like a tropical rainforest environment it belongs to that family of the fruit bearing trees in that kind of area of the world yeah now a darker roast is going to it's going to taste less acidic it's being masked the citrusy quality that thing that gives it a little bit of nip your taste has been been roasted out and it's, it's also being masked by the bitter taste of the roast you're not getting it as much but you're still subjecting your stomach to some sort of acidity well, okay, so the point that Monica makes is that the acid that you taste versus the acid that can upset your stomach are mm-hmm. two different things. Okay. So what is it that's called um, the pH? The pH is the, is the acid that everybody thinks they need to be concerned about. Well, well the, pH is just a, a reading between base and acid. Okay. pH level, though, of the acid in coffee is about a five on average, okay. which is the same as carrots. If I remember my, my high school chemistry right, on the pH scale, the closer you – I think seven is, is neutral. So the, the higher you get on the scale, like a one would, would be a, a very, very harsh acid. Hmm. Really, a six is, is the only one that's, that's, that would be lower. The lower the number, the worse yes. the acid is. Yeah, because cause seven is neutral and then eight is a base. And then that, and then that goes up to, what, 14, I think. Yeah, so they point out here that the worst kinds of coffee, those with the most acid, have an average of about 4.7. Really not. I mean, an orange is going to have way more way more acidity in it than... Yeah, 4.7 is actually the same as a banana. Really? It is, yeah. That's interesting. So, so I mean, the acid is not the stuff that is actually irritating your stomach. So we'll get to what is irritating your stomach in a moment. I want to first thank our first sponsor of the day. This is the Magic Coffee Truck. We've talked about the Magic Coffee Truck a few times, but if you weren't listening, you need to listen up now because they're just that awesome. And this is April. This is it is the season to be eating some chocolates. It's magic. Oh, I mean, all you, year round. You can't get any more. But see, we just got past Easter, and I didn't get any chocolate bunnies. It means you're getting old. I, I need some of the I Magic Coffee them Truck for my kids. What? I take them for my kids. Oh, okay. That's I, I, I thought mine. you said you disapprove of them for your kids. I appropriate them from my kids. Makes more sense. Yeah. So the Magic Coffee Truck, they are an online coffee laboratory of handmade coffee confections like no other. Sharon, who's the cook in the kitchen, is revolutionizing chocolates and coffee infusions by going all organic and using cascara in her original recipes. 
Magic Coffee Trucks coffee beans, beverages, treats, and syrups are reasonably priced and out of this world, like Eric has already noted. All their scrumptious edibles are made by hand here in America. Sharon and her crew of woodland creatures are brilliant and offer you something remarkable in every bite. They have the timeless creation called Magic Chocolate Dipped Coffee Marshmallows. <laughs> and I've had them. They're, they're really magical. They're these gigantic fluffy coffee mellows dunked in chocolate with dark roasted coffee. Usually treats that you find in the stores are just not as good as these. They're not as fresh as these, nor are they packed as well as these. These are wrapped in beautiful materials. You got great little twisty ties on them, beautiful labels. They look like handcrafted goods that would make Eric proud. Sharon understands the idea that today's coffee and chocolates should be the highlight of your day. So you deserve the magical experience in every package. Shop for these stupendous handmade delicacies at magiccoffeetruck.etsy.com. Try out the coffee syrups. We had them on our pancakes the other day. They were great. And use the discount code MAGICALLYCAFFEINATED to get 20% off any order over $10. My huge thanks to Sharon for supporting Top Brew and making the world a better place from her coffee laboratory. Okay, so if it's not the acid that is messing up your body, what is it? What is it, Eric? Okay, I can tell you because I already read Monica's article. Oh, good. Basically, there is um, an ingredient that's in coffee that can help settle your stomach and control what happens in your stomach that bothers you. It's called NMP or N-methylpithranium. One of the stupid science words. Oh man, that's why everything has an acronym. And then when you look at what the what the real word's supposed to be, you're like, okay, now I see why it has an acronym. In methylpyridinium. We would just call it NMP. So NMP is what's good for you in the coffee that kind of mellows out your stomach. What's actually bothering you is chlorogenic acid, which when it gets nasty and works up a storm with your stomach acids, it's your stomach acids that upset you. It is what creates the upset stomach feeling from the fruits and vegetables. Well, it's reacting to what's already there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So chlorogenic acid, which bonds with the stomach, the gastric acids, are what create an upset stomach. It, it, it makes sense, though, because, you know, if you have like a, a really rich, decadent dessert, something, or, or like a real heavy meal, a cup of coffee helps to like cut through that and, and, and bring, bring everything down. Yeah, yeah, bring everything back to at least a reasonable level. I mean, it doesn't... You still feel terrible, but it helps like smooth everything out. I can buy that. So you don't have to worry about the acids in the coffee actually eating holes in your stomach. That's not going to happen. And if you want to cut down on the chlorogenic stuff that agitates the gastric acids, then go towards the dark roasts. It actually produces more of the NMP, which settles the chlorogenic acids. And that means it causes less disturbance of the gastric acids. And people are, are drinking more milk-infused drinks. So they're drinking lattes and other things like that, which helps cut down on just the coffee hitting your stomach by itself because there's, you know, lactic acid or lactic lactose. Because when, when I was in the Navy and I was drinking a lot of coffee, Joe, I was drinking a lot of coffee. You were one of those guys. Wasn't good. Your arm yeah. was frozen in the mug position. Yeah, well, not quite that bad. But um, but I, I got to a point where coffee would burn my stomach. So I, I started putting... Milk, milk in and it just seemed to solve the problem. It didn't, I mean, it didn't happen immediately, but 
I could I could go back to and well, of course I was like I was would... drinking too much anyway. You know that that's the that's that was the real problem. Well, it's not like you went on a diet of a cup of milk in the place of your coffee. So no. it took some time to right. yes right. to recalibrate. But it the helped. It did help. It because getting that getting that that dairy or you know whatever. Um, well, it's like you read Monica's article because that's one of the other tips that she has here. Yeah. Add some milk. And the reason for it is that a lot of people have suggested anecdotally that it does help them. Mm -hmm. And the scientific explanation is actually a little bit easier to understand than this other stuff about gastric acids and chlorogenic acids and NMP. The simple explanation is that the, the proteins in your milk quickly bond with the chlorogenic acid that's in the coffee. I mean, you're mixing it together. That's what it's happening. Yeah. You've created an infusion right. with the fats, proteins, and the coffee's ingredients. Yeah. Well, because they have bound together, when you pour this into your stomach, it can't bind with the, the gastric acid. Mm. The gastric acid cannot create a stir with the chlorogenic acid because it's already connected to the proteins from the dairy. I see. Yeah. It's clear as mud. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it makes sense. Yeah, it does. So the third suggestion is to try some cold brew. Now, so if you're not interested in the milk, try cold brew because it's already a mellower coffee to begin mm -hmm. with. It has less acidity to its nature. It has less chlorogenic issues. The pH is higher. Eric, remember like we said a moment ago, when the pH number is lower, that's worse. And yeah. it's got more acid in it. When the pH is higher, such as the case with cold brew, it's better. And that's the case with cold brew. So we got three options here. If you want to help your unresolved stomach issues, go with dark roasts, mm, may not be crazy about the flavor. So go with the cold brew to see if that solves the problem. And again, if you want to really help the scenario, go cold brew with dark roast. If you, know, if you got to go the extra mile yeah. because your stomach, it just gets, it's eaten up. Then thirdly, if you can handle the milk, go latte. The latte is actually pretty good for the people who have upset stomachs. Yeah, I don't think you need to go that extreme because now you're talking about a shot of espresso to a to you know twelve ounces of milk. Yeah, I would I would be happy, or my my stomach would be happy if I just if I put um, enough to make the coffee like tan. Yeah, I I don't think that a latte is a coffee anymore. In my opinion, it's like a whole other classification to me. It tastes coffee like, but it's yeah. actually another beverage. Yeah, like. Coke and Pepsi are not the same drink, y'all. That's right. Same thing with lattes and coffees and espressos and the like. The, what's interesting about latte is that it's made with dark roasted beans and an espresso rather than your standard sort of roasts for a regular cup of coffee. And again, it's it's helpful because the dark roasts already have a better balance with NMP. You know, I saw a Pepsi, this is completely off topic. I saw a Pepsi truck yesterday that said a Southern tradition. What? That's what I said. What? That's crazy. Uh, I thought they came out of like I don't I don't Arabia know. or something. The first time I heard about Pepsi in like the marketing books and Better Business and corporate speak and their history and their backstory, it was like, oh yeah, we were booming in the Middle East. Uh, that's what I heard when I investigated. Well, I mean, Pepsi's Pepsi. an American company. I, I from, know from somewhere, but but I just uh, that's the first time I've ever seen them try to play themselves up as being a Southern company or, or Southern anything. And I was like, that ah, just doesn't fly. That doesn't work. Aren't they the one that's listed on the big chicken at the KFC here in the Marietta, you know, uh, area? Probably, yeah. Cause, cause KFC is all Pepsi products. So yeah. Well, probably. back in the day though, this was before K uh, KFC and Pepsi merged or got purchased together by a bigger parent company. Okay. 
back in the day, they were separate. They, they didn't have that kind of affiliation. Okay. But the Big Chicken was remodeled about 15 years ago. Okay. To look like its original glory. And when they did it, they reinstalled lettering on the side that said something like proudly serving Pepsi Cola. Yeah. Supposedly That's they're reinventing history. They are. They are because we all know this is Coca-Cola territory. Yeah, oh yeah, it is. It is. So I, anyway, you said that Pepsi and Coke aren't the same drink and that, that got me thinking about that. And I haven't told anybody. Pe- yet, so Pepsi doesn't have a home. You. Nah. Not really. No. All right. So I'm ready to talk about this gas station coffee. So we got <laughs> Speaking of Pepsi. Ha! <laughs> yeah. So this is Racetrack Coffee. If you're not familiar with Racetrack, they're basically like Raceway or Speedway or Racetrack because they are Racetrack. And they're very popular. They're abroad. I've seen them all over it's the a, states. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a well-stocked gas station. They've, they've got, you know, lots of packaged foods. They have a, a, every sort of energy drink and soda that you can imagine inside. I mean, it's, it's just a, it's a good place to stop on the road because they, they got a little bit of everything. Now, you know, it's actually Thrasher Coffee that is sponsoring these spots because we wanted to talk about coffees and, you know, I want to say thanks again, Thrasher, for sponsoring our show and bringing us racetrack coffee to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks. thanks a lot. <laughs> okay, so I, I tasted it a few moments ago when Eric was talking and I didn't know if I could go on anymore, but let's try this again. I got the Colombian and you got the regular? Uh, I guess that's what you told me. Yeah. Okay. So whatever that means the display. Yeah. These are right side by side. They had actually six different kind of roasts. That's more roasts in the gas station that they, they serve in a day at Starbucks or most coffee roaster houses that's in true. America. Yeah. They had six different On varieties. Tap, got, anyway. Yeah. They got hazelnut. They got decaf, dark roast, um, something else. Neapolitan. And again, all of this is dependent upon the minimum wage worker or, you know, whoever works at, at racetrack. Because like you said, is it really just between the, the regular and the Colombian? Well, I don't know. Because it all depends on the person pouring the right envelope Into the right of coffee. Day yeah. in and day out. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure that that mistake happens. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, our, our two coffees are different. But this one does not get better as it cools. I can I can say that categorically. It doesn't change very much as it cools either. It, it, it gets worse. <laughs> I, I didn't notice. Uh, I'm actually thinking that mine is getting a little bit better. No, this, this, then I okay. guess I do have regular. There is a difference then. Yeah. Go with the Colombian. Yeah. yeah. Beware of the regular. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So basically I wanted to review a couple of things that make gas station coffee unique. First of all, why is gas station coffee even a thing? Because everybody, it, it, exactly. Easy. You summed it up. It is the, the original convenience store. Sure. Gas stations all over the country, they wanted to figure out what people would buy on the spur of the moment. It was convenience. And it's cheap, cheap, cheap to make. When they yeah. when they make a whole a whole urn with a with a packet of coffee and with the, that that packet and the and the water may cost them fifteen cents. Fifteen, you, twenty cents. And they're and they're charging two, three bucks for each cup that gets the I mean, that's I mean that's a Well, every time profit. you walk into the gas station, you just look around and it's all about the convenience factor. It's convenient for you to grab those Twinkies and to grab the the gas, to make a run to the restroom, mm-hmm. to pick up a cup of coffee, a donut, whatever. Everything about the packaging in the entire store is about convenience for you and for the people staffing the place. So coffee as it is, this became like a thing in gas station America. So it, it's available all day. That's, that's convenient. Okay. And then you're there, they're in these uh, well heated urns 
that are uh, you know air sealed. So for the most part, it's not going to change all day. It's going to be the same coffee all day long, as long as they keep re- refueling it, replacing it, making new brews. And it's freshly brewed. Huh. Yeah. It says it right there, right there on the cup. Whatever that means. Look at the background. It's got a wordle. Do you know what a wordle is? Um, imagine you're going to tell me. I learned this past week what a wordle is. In right. the background on the paper cup, you see a bunch of words yes. like all stacked on each other in different ways. Yeah. That's a wordle. So it, huh. it, if I've you, seen lots of wordles in my life then. Yeah. You can arrange them any kind of way you want, but that's, that's a wordle. Huh. So in the background, it says freshly brewed, freshly brewed, freshly brewed, freshly brewed, like a bajillion different yeah, ways. Written in all sorts of different handwriting and typefaces. And, and that's a wordle. They're trying to communicate a point here, Joe. What they're trying to capitalize on is the word freshly. And I think that this is deceitful because when people think of the word fresh, it implies so much more to us in our culture. And I wonder if it does the world over. But in America, when you think fresh, you think it was recently plucked off of the tree and taken into the shop and crafted yesterday and brought to the urn and brewed today. Just moments ago, you got some of the freshest coffee in America. Yeah, when when we first started talking about how to market Thrasher, I actually was against the word fresh because in my mind, I mean, it is, don't get me wrong, it is fresh coffee, but in my mind, fresh is so overused that it's almost a non-word anymore. Yeah. It, yeah. it just like, like who, who, who claims to have stale anything? You know, everybody's going to claim that, that ours is this and ours is the freshest and ours is the best. And, but, it, but those words just, they don't mean anything. If you don't have them there, it's, it's almost like guilt by association because you don't have them there. But I mean, well, I guess freshly brewed coffee sounds better than brewed coffee, but... What I think it is, is it's the cup of coffee equivalent of a Snickers bar. It's something prepackaged. It's dirt cheap ingredients. It's it's what you get across the country consistently. It is the exact well, same yeah. kind of thing. Now, they, they do, depending on... on which place it is, whether it's racetrack or quick trip up, a, up in the North, they have sheets, which I'm, I'm a big fan of sheets and they have, they have particular they take it more seriously. Well, they seem to, they have uh, very strict rules just like they do at, at Starbucks. Cause almost always when you go into these places, these bigger convenience store places, they'll have a timer on the, on the urn. And when that, when that counts down to zero or when, or, or when it counts up to an hour or something, they're supposed to dump it. They're supposed to make another one. In that sense, it is freshly brewed, but it doesn't take into consideration that the, the stuff in the, in the package is essentially stale. It's not fresh in the package, so it doesn't really matter when it was made. And guys, Eric's talking from experience. I mean, this coffee, it pretty much tastes like gas station coffee as I remember it, and it's consistent. It's just consistent. Yeah, flat, flat coffee. You, you can tell flat coffee immediately um, if you do a pour over or if, or, or if you do a French press when you put the water in and, and, it, and it just soaks the water up. It just, there's no bloom. There's no nothing. It just, the, like the coffee acts like a sponge. It goes, it doesn't. It's it a black hole. It's that, 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 that coffee is probably months old because it, it's, it's, it's completely degassed. There's nothing left taking everything with it. And, and, and you add water to it. And it just, just, it just takes the water in like, I'll, I'll have some of that, but flat coffee always tastes flat. There's really nothing left to it. It's, it's just, it's just unremarkable in every sense of the word. 
No, I do appreciate the merit behind the gas stations today. I think that they still oh, sure, yeah. serve their purpose. They don't need to change. They're in good order, good working order. They got good business. Right. They get people there to refuel their gas tanks. And they're not trying to compete with Starbucks. Or, I mean, they're no. not They're not trying to, to say we have a superior cup or, or, or anything like that. It's if just- Chick-fil-A came out with a hamburger, you should be wary. Yeah. And even if they kept it on the board, you should expect that the chicken sandwich is going to be their best item. Mm-hmm. And the same thing would be true about a gas station. You should hope and pray that the gas is the best thing that they have for sale yeah. and keep it that way. Yeah. I would not go to a gas station purposefully for the coffee. I think that the reason- Or the pizza this, or the roller hot dogs or, or, or anything else that they have. Right. The way that this lives on today is that there are a lot of people in America that get up at four o'clock in the morning and they, ha- they dash out the door, yeah. they hop into their truck, they got to run by the gas station, they got to drive 60 miles today or whatever- and they get a cup of coffee. It's convenient. Yeah. They don't have to think about where their mug went. If they lose it, they don't care. We're an on-the-go on country. If they leave it on the job site, no hard feelings about where it's found or left behind. Heck, I remember working on construction sites a long time ago. We would open up a sheetrock wall, remodeling the interior for the sprint shop or something. Find a coffee cup. And we would find a gas station coffee cup <laughs> on the inside where the worker 20, 30 years before yeah. had just sat it down. Like, I just I just had my coffee. Where'd it go? Put, uh, whatever. <laughs> exactly. It didn't matter. It was this gas station coffee. No no hard feelings. Yeah. It says here on the reverse side. Oh, there was the, even there was liquid in it still? No. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, that, the, that, would be, <laughs> that would be a marvel of science there. But on the other side of the coffee cup, it says fresh, period, flavor, period, fast, period, coffee, just the way that you like it. Enjoy. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> it is fast. It is. It, it, and you can't, you, you can't do quality fast. You know, the, the old mantra, better, faster, cheaper. Pick two. You can't have fresh flavor and fast. You can't. One of those has to go. They're kidding themselves. Well... It's still popular today, and this is coffee to a lot of people. I'm not going to discredit that. I'm not going to say, no, that's not coffee. What I'm going to say is I prefer handcrafted coffee. Sure. Oh, yeah. I prefer the truly freshly ground, freshly roasted coffee, and that goes a long way. Well, it's the difference between a Duncan Hines cake that you pour out of a, a bag and add some milk and bake and, and, and do an, an egg to an actual bakery-made cake you know mm-hmm. uh, you know what somebody that that that's been it's been in the field for years and and knows how to make an exquisite cake that's the difference so you've got you know you've got fresh flavor fast versus fresh flavor slow it takes time to make something good and flavorful and and fresh so the reason i wanted to talk about this regular gas station coffee is because this is still a large percentage of the coffee that america drinks today it's pretty sad but it's true, and this stuff is available in all the gas stations around America. Nobody says that that business is hurting. It's, oh, no. And the people who are interested in this coffee usually aren't the people who buy coffee from Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts. They are a different group of customer base. That's right, and that, and that, that really points to what coffee is as a whole, just, just like beer with, 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 with microbrewing. Microbreweries are fighting for like 5% of the market, all microbreweries, because Coors, Miller, and Bud – they own between 90-90% of everything else. So microbreweries are fighting amongst themselves. And there's a ton of microbreweries, right? There's a lot of them. That 5% of sales is huge. And they can all survive you know, selling to 5% of, of the market. It's the same way with coffee. 
you have a huge market of people who drink coffee. Now, probably 75% of those people will never be your customers because they've already made up their minds that that this you know, racetrack, Dunkin' Donuts, all that other stuff is is what they that's what they want. That's what they that's what they've grown up with. You know, it's good enough for grandpappy, it's good enough for me. Yeah. So that's just what they do. Um, but it's slowly, 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 just like just like with with microbrewed beer, it's it, Every year, it gets just a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger and a little bit more notice. And I think the same thing's going to happen with specialty coffee. I mean, you may not prefer specialty coffee to to the old tried and true stuff that you drank your whole life, but at the same time, you you, you can still tell that there okay, there's something qualitatively different. This reminds me of the coffee that I had growing up because I went to work with my dad a lot after hours and. It was uh, one of those things I enjoyed doing. And while we would be in the gas stations, he would get a a drink for us Mm -hmm. because we might be out till 11 p.m. at night or something. And sometimes we we just wanted to experiment. And, you know, I was 11 years old and my dad would let me have an adventure from time to time. He'd let me grab a cappuccino from the gas station. And sometimes I actually experimented. Even then, I wasn't crazy about having something that was too sweet. So what I would do to dampen the sweetness of their cappuccino machines coffee and gas stations is i'd add some regular coffee okay. to it yeah. which would dilute the sugar right i remember this this actually reminds me of part of my childhood so there's nostalgia there no <laughs> i mean it's well, there either, right? you were just saying there was but it's not fond nostalgia oh it's just nostalgia it's it's not something i i like to behold i appreciate the good times working with my dad i don't appreciate the coffee that came with it <laughs> Like, I, I genuinely want to say that the first cup of coffee I had was at my grandmother's house uh, at the Christmas uh, Eve party when I was 11 years old. It was in 1996. That's the first coffee in my life. I want to say that that was the first. Really? But I had gas station coffee before that. Okay. And I, uh, I, I don't approve. So that is coffee from the gas station. Sometime soon, we are going to review truck stop coffee which I think is a little bit different. It's got a different kind of customer base. You're talking about professional truckers, you know, crossing the country. I know some of them listen to our show. I want to regard them as categorically the same, but what you get in the cup may be different. This is what your average American mom in a minivan could find at a consumer-based, boring, middle-of-the-road gas station in America. But a truck stop is where you have about a fleet of 100 semi-trucks parked out back. They have a gym on the inside of the quick convenience shop and they have coffee there of their own and they have a supermarket and so much more. Yeah. So what's, what's your point? You're saying that the truck stop coffee is going to be better? I think it's different because they take pride in their coffee in a different way. I know truckers that swear by those coffees that would not necessarily sing the praises of racetrack. So mm, Okay. So we'll, we'll look into Love's or Pilot gas station coffee from the truck stops here pretty soon. Is there one of those close by? I will do whatever I have to to get it here. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Take one for the team, Joe. That's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me, Eric. It's oh, been yeah. a while. Last time we had Aaron Dowd, and you know, that was great. It's wonderful to have Aaron. But I miss you. We've been we've switched to an every other week podcast release schedule just so that we could take care of some very massive projects over the next month or so. And that way people can listen to each show twice. Should. They should. Yeah. Yeah. To get its true Because they're usually packed with information. Hmm. Thanks for joining us again for episode 61 of the Top Root Podcast. Show notes with links to everything that we discuss are at toproot.fm slash 61.
Follow Top Brew FM on Twitter or myself, I'm JCS Darnell. And I also want to give a huge thanks to our sponsors, starting with Thrasher Coffee. Use the coupon code TOPBREW to get 25% off your first purchase and enjoy craft coffee like the rest of us. And also Magic Coffee Truck. You're in for a real delight with Sharon's handmade coffee treats from the one-of-a-kind coffee laboratory. Use the discount code MAGICALLYCAFFEINATED to get 20% off any order over $10. I'm Joe Darnell. Thanks for listening to Top Brew. And if you can spell magically caffeinated, you deserve that 20%. (laughs) Ha <laughs>